interest we all have in the condition of our mind. And the meditative path, or the meditative part of the path, is a kind of intensive look into this area of our mind. So many of you will know, but I want to lay out a little bit of the framework. Um, In the meditative aspects of the path, we have the words samatha and vipassana. And this uh, vipassana, which is translated as seeing into the, the insight, the looking deeply into the nature and seeing deeply into the nature of phenomena of life, because this is where we get caught. This is where our mind keeps getting caught, isn't it? I mean, where else does your mind get caught apart from with things, <laughs> right? And the samatha, the samatha is um, the part that sometimes gets translated as concentration. Um, I prefer, uh, as one of my teachers translates it, as a kind of a presencing. Samatha is the gathered mind, the mind that is settled, the mind that has, is not distracted, is here, is here. And we cultivate this, this can be cultivated, from which then the insight, the seeing into, can be a very deep seeing. Because many of us may have insight into things, but for that insight to make a difference, there needs to be a gatheredness, a settledness, a samatha. So we'll look a little bit. We, we were, uh, today I'll give some instruction to support, begin supporting this beautiful cultivation of samatha. It's not excluded, it's not separate from the vipassana. But in this first day, we'll give a little more attention to letting the mind gather, to letting it settle, to let yourself breathe out right now, not even waiting for another moment. You know that thing your mind does, waiting for a better moment than this one? Not even waiting anymore, but breathing out. And letting your weight come back to earth. Our mind and the phenomena of our life, sometimes it can be likened to being in a stream where we're kind of pulled and pushed by the currents of the stream, internally, externally. And this actually is no fun. There are moments of it where it might feel okay, but we don't have any... um, necessarily any mastery or wisdom or understanding of what happens. What are all these currents that are pulling and pushing me, my mind? So the condition of uh, suffering, in a sense, is being taken by the stream, being taken by all the currents that flow in and out. And not really having much discernment of where we place our attention, how we place our attention. This is actually suffering. This is dukkha. Can, we can land up anywhere, can't we, when we follow all the, all the pulls and pushes. That, and there's so many. There's so many. So the presencing, the samadhi, the gatheredness of our presence 
instead of being taken by the stream, it's like we stand in the stream. We stand right here in the middle of it. And the currents will still arise. The currents of thought, of feeling, of sensation, of our liking and our disliking, that all might still arise, will still arise. But we're not going anywhere. And this isn't a rigid standing in the stream. This is something flexible, malleable, intelligent, grounded, natural, actually. And this samadhi, this samatha, is something that we can all cultivate. So what supports it? (coughs) What supports it? Practice, but before we go into the practice, I would say, in a way, is our view. If we view and value this cultivation as important, because the mind, in a way, is always going to be looking for somewhere to perch, somewhere to settle, somewhere to give me some kind of reference point from which to manage myself, the world, my relationships, my encounters. And we're very often using our stories, our thoughts, our preferences for this landing, right? Oh, here's someone I like, okay, I know what to do now. I know how to have this encounter. Here's an experience I don't like, okay, What do I do about this? We're trying to find somewhere to land, and that's natural. It's something that we learn how to let go of, and the path progresses to. But given that human beings like something to center around, something to land on, some place to gather, we turn, in the the instruction, the guidance from the Buddha, turn to something to land with, that will lead onward. So our thoughts, no matter how brilliant they are, they don't in and of themselves take us to that peace that is at the heart of the human um, longing, actually. Our feelings, our emotions, they're very, uh, they're either maybe absent or they may be very over-energized or they don't in themselves take them, take us to the peace that is at the heart of our longing. So the Buddha says, cultivate this samatha, give yourself a landing place here and now that is more reliable, that lets the energies of the thinking and the emotions, lets them start to settle in the stream. They can come to ground. And this cultivation, we could say, has two intentions. One I mentioned, it's the place from which our insight can go deep. And a second, in and of itself, this samatha is beautiful. It's ennobling. 
when we're not pushed and pulled around by our mind so much. It's wholesome, it has presence. So let's begin our meditation on this retreat by giving some attention to this, and I'll guide us in to that. So take a a seat, a posture that expresses this value, actually. Okay, even though I usually look to my mind for the place to negotiate the world. Okay, I'm going to, when I see myself do that, I'm not going to shout at my mind. Of course the thinking will arise. But I'm going to tend tend to something that maybe doesn't call so loudly, that takes time and patience to cultivate, but that the, you know, the wise ones of many traditions point to as something that will lead onward. Okay, I value that. Let my posture express that basic value. So a posture that's upright, because... The samatha is both relaxing and brightening, brightens the mind, uplifts the mind. And letting your weight come to ground, right? Breathing out, feeling your backside on the cushion or the chair. In fact, wiggle it a little bit. You know, just rock from side to side a little bit on your seat. It can be a really long journey for many of us to get down to earth. Sometimes we're drawn to spiritual practice because we don't want to be on earth. But actually our path to transcendence is getting here, really getting here. And breathing in, breathing out and letting the muscles of your backside give up, release, let your seat spread and the weight of your body be felt on the cushion. The the samatha that is embodied is really translatable into our life. It's not a tight concentration where we're holding on to something to battle the mind, but something that is of this body. Breathing out. And to support us, we will use the mindfulness of breathing as a support, as something to help us tend. You know the way we tend a fire when we're getting it going. We have to be quite present, don't we? We have to be mindful naturally to put the kindling on at the right spot give it the right amount of air, not too much, not too little, to get the fire ignited. 
we tend. So considering this practice of cultivation, tending, very beautiful, it's like our hands mustn't be too much meddling, but they need to be around. We need to stay close to this body as it breathes. Breathing in, and knowing that you're breathing in. Breathing out, letting your body just breathe how it breathes. So as I guide you in, I'm going to ask you a question right now. And this is a question that requires all of you, your immediate presence. Right now, what lets you know you have a body beyond the concept or the image or the memory? What lets you know you have a body right now? As if you were answering it. Right, so you can skillfully use the concept. Oh yeah, it's the weight. I can feel that. that or that fleshy part of my backside. Or actually, I can feel the pain in my body. That's often what lets us know we have a body. Or the tightness in my belly. Or the softness of my hands. This presencing is very immediate. It can be known through being it, through being the body, breathing right now. How do you know you're breathing right now? Yeah. Can you come close and tend to this body breathing? So that what happens is our attention, which can be used in the service of anything in this world, actually, but our attention is turning towards something that leads onward. We're valuing this presence that is grounded, firm, that holds us so we don't have to look for our holding in our speculations, our ideas, our tinkering around in our mind. What a blessed relief. So giving yourself that luxury this morning of cultivating the here I am. Just this, not what I am or how I am or but here I am, just this plonk on this cushion with all that's come before, my bad night's sleep, my good night's sleep, my loving breakfast, hating breakfast, doesn't matter. It's just this tending, 
kindly, carefully. Moment by moment, as you breathe in, and you know that you're breathing in. And as you breathe out, giving your weight back to the earth, letting the earth hold you. Giving up our fight with everything that has happened for now. So you might notice the body, the whole body breathing. It may be a sense of this whole organism of your body as it expands on the in-breath. Can you feel that? And as it softens on the out-breath and the breath is given back, so basic, so ordinary, but we're tuning our attention to something that doesn't obviously immediately pay the gold. Sometimes it does. You might notice the breath in the belly. See if you do. Where the hips and the guts expand on the in-breath and they drop back, contract softly on the out-breath. You might notice the flow of breath through the body in the kind of vertical channel from the nose through the belly area. Whatever and however you notice it most easily, your body breathing, you can use the question as a prompt, how do I know I have a body right now? Beyond your anatomy lessons. But this immediate knowing unmediated knowing of ground, of breath, how do I know I have a breath? You might even feel it in your fingertips or in your gills, as as if you were a fish. Sometimes we can feel the breathing at the sides, at the flanks, above the waist. Tending this sacred fire. Firmly, 
gently. And yes, the currents of our life may arise. It's okay. But being clear that you're not tending to thoughts right now. We're not using them as a perch or a support. Let them be seen and recognized and known in that stream of the breath and be clear about where it is you're tending right now, letting the thought go. (coughs) Breathing out. Using the out-breath to drop you back into your seat. (sighs) Come back to earth. So let's practice together in this way with this gentle, clear tending to presence. Upright, and gentle. Letting the belly be soft. Letting your body breathe as it breathes.
perhaps letting the out-breath take you firmly to your seat. you breathe out. And if you notice you're tending right now to a particular thought that's got in your imagination or pulling you, being really clear, breathing out, coming into your seat again, and taking your hands off the thought, knowing clearly what it is you're tending right now. getting a taste for yourself of the way that the out-breath can really soothe the nervous system that has us jumping around in our minds. Really soothing and calming just this out-breath. 
And this in-breath, if you're a little too soothed right now, bringing the vitality with it, the uplift, the energized breath is the in-breath, brightening the mind, uplifting, inspiring, wake up with the in-breath. How do you know you have a body right now? How do you know you have a breath?
And when you notice that something in the stream is taking you for a ride, breathing out, feeling your weight on the seat, the fleshy, bony mass of a human body just sitting here. Here you are. Just one breath at a time.
Where is your mind now? May all beings meet themselves with gentleness. May all beings meet themselves with an upright mind. And may all beings rest deeply on this earth. One of the real gifts of a retreat, time like this where we, we come into a more simple <clears throat> life, let go of our usual busyness, so much of it, <clears throat> and come to a place like this, and we have this possibility to bring this quality of tending that Catherine was Uh, pointing to in the instructions in the guided sitting, this quality of care for the present moment, this attention, this tending, the moment we can bring that quality through the entire day. It's not reserved just for certain times or certain postures. It's We can uh, have a continuity, a flow of that quality of attention, of tending, of care, of presence, 
and cultivate that through the entire day. And so the schedule shows periods uh, that are for sitting, and then we have periods of walking, we have meals, work period, and we can bring this quality of simple presence, this tending the moment, caring for the moment, showing up for the moment, to all of that, to that entire flow through the day. So I'll give some uh, instructions in the walking meditation. The, The teachings offer four postures for practice. We often can hold the sitting meditation as, as the main thing or the real thing. The Buddha taught four postures for practice of sitting, standing, walking, and reclining, lying down. I'd add a fifth posture, the, all the in-betweenings. All right? we, there's times when we're between those postures. Like just now, I'll ask you in just a moment to go from the sitting posture to standing to the standing posture. So there's the process of doing that, and we can know the body in the same way that we can right now, just touch in the quality of body sitting. How do we know body sitting? That flow of sensations, pressures and temperature and lightness and heaviness and weight fleshiness in the sitting, then we can take the attention to a transition to standing, slowly letting the body now, all of you, come to a standing posture. You may want to stand on on your mat or perhaps just in front of it. Just feeling the body standing here for a moment. And take a moment and let the hands rise above the head, clasp the hands. Just let the body stretch like we did last night. Happy. Open the armpits. Happy from open armpits. Maybe stretch just a little to one side the other. Offer this as a gift to this body. Coming back to the center, let the arms slowly float down. Feeling that movement in the body and feeling the effect of just that little stretch. And you can stand with the eyes open, maybe not looking around, letting them be slightly soft gaze, slightly down. Or if you feel stable, you can even let the eyes close now. That may not be good for your balance. So that's a choice you can make there. Either is fine. And just coming into this simple presence in the experience of body standing here. How do you know 
body standing. We may have an image, of course, an idea, a concept, a picture. But then what is our actual experience of the body standing? This field of sensations, feel pressure in the feet, perhaps. Feel the muscles engaged in keeping the body upright. That simple sense of tending body. May notice the breath within that, when attending to and tending breath in body. We may notice that in the standing posture as well, in the belly, energizing the out in-breath, calming, relaxing with the out-breath, tending body in the standing posture. And now let the attention Really rest in the feet, lower legs and the feet. You may notice pressure there, tingling sensations or sense of weight or groundedness or hardness. Earth standing on earth. And slowly allow the weight to shift, very gently and slowly, shifting into the right foot. Slowly moving, noticing what happens in the muscles, the increase of pressure in the right foot. Slowly until the weight is really mostly all on the right. Feeling that body standing, shifted in this way. And then slowly coming back through the center. Feeling the pressure become more even. And then slowly shifting over onto the other foot, left foot. Increase of weight and pressure there tending body, standing, shifting, (coughs) heaviness, weight. And then slowly coming back to the middle, finding a place of more balance, steadiness, grounding, in the body standing, weight in the feet. And again, shifting the weight to the right side. And this time, let the weight come all the way over, slowly to the right, and allow the other foot, the left foot then, to lift up and move forward and place it down, taking just a small step and then shifting through, 
the weight coming to that front foot. Raising the heel, lifting the back foot, moving it forward, placing it down. And then coming back to a more balanced place, standing on both feet evenly. Just for a moment here, feeling the standing posture again. Breath within that. How do we know body standing? Whatever you notice there. Notice if you're holding extra tension, gripping the hands perhaps, gripping the buttocks, letting that go. A certain amount of muscular muscular activity to stand, but maybe not as much as we think. Notice if we're holding anywhere we don't need to hold. So you can come back to uh, sitting if you'd like. Now come back to your sitting posture. And uh, we have these periods of walking meditation alternating through the day. And there's various places we can do the walking. We can walk There's a large walking room downstairs below this hall. There's a walking room just outside here. The dining room some people like to use. A walking room in the annex. And a lot of places outdoors. If you bundle up and uh, feel like some fresh air, it's great to walk outside. And we don't really... um, Some of you may be familiar with walking meditation. Uh, You may like to go very slowly at times. We don't really um, suggest that that there's any particular speed or pace. I'll do a quick demonstration of of sort of three speeds that we might consider. But the the real key to choosing is um, finding a speed of walking that supports your uh, attention, supports this quality of tending that helps you stay present, that brings this quality of mindful awareness, attention, lets that be there uh, in the most relaxed, easy, natural way. So we might uh, choose to uh, walk. Uh, I recommend starting at a more normal walking pace. So when you find your walking path, you want to sort of designate a beginning and an ending. So if it's downstairs, it will be, you know, the walls at either end, perhaps. It will be the beginning and ending of your pathway. And you want to make sure that you're not going across someone else's path. So some attention there. So we're walking uh, parallel to others, not crossing another's path. We might come to the end of our path. We begin. And take a moment there, just in standing, 
again coming into simple presence through attention to the body standing. Feeling whatever you feel and knowing body standing. Let the attention ground in the feet in that. And then we can begin walking at a normal, maybe slightly slower than normal pace, stepping right left. When we come to the end of the path, come back to stillness, feel the body standing. Notice the sensations of turning. Again, standing. You can even stand for a few moments. Even let the eyes close there if you let it wish. Really ground back into simplicity of the posture of standing. And then begin again, walking back the other way. So we're, we're not going anywhere in the walking meditation, right? We're not, there's no destination here except the end of the path. But even that's not a destination. It's, it's in the walking itself. So we can start out at just a normal pace like that. That's what I would recommend. Then you may find that you tend to slow down naturally. Or some of you may be used to doing a walking meditation where you go more slowly. You may walk at a more medium pace of, of moving and placing. And it's almost like two parts. We notice the moving. And placing down, moving, placing down, more like that. May naturally start to happen. And you may even wish to go very slowly at times, where you really are feeling all the parts of the step. Lifting, moving forward, placing down. But it's not required to go slow. It's not, you know, if you get, if you really Real yogi will start creeping along. <laughs> no, that's not, not the idea. It's really what supports mindfulness. So you may not do anything slower than this pace, the whole retreat. That's fine. You really want to find a pace that helps you really feel that you're tending the moment. It helps you feel like you come into presence. So we have uh, a walking path that we've designated. And we just walk simply up and down. Coming to stillness at the end of the path. Feeling the body standing. Noticing all of the actions in the turning. Beginning. So that's the basic walking instruction. <coughs> I'd like to see, does anyone have any questions about, about the walking? Okay. So, I don't know, are there any um, other announcements or anything this morning? So um, the schedule is posted, 
And we have, uh, I want to let you actually have some time to do some walking. The next sitting is at 10 o'clock, and there'll be a bell to um, uh, five, seven minutes before that to let you know to come back. And then at the end of that 10 o'clock sitting, uh, Catherine is going to do some uh, guidance on sitting posture. Maybe posture, maybe beyond sitting, but at least in the sitting, but some specific attention to our posture. So um, please be welcome to stay for that then at at, uh, 10.45, the ending of the next sitting. So um, I guess just one last word. Um, The walking meditation actually begins with standing up here (laughs) and walking out. So we have... uh, we have the whole day in this kind of seamless flow. So uh, the whole day becomes our, our field of meditation. So um, just to uh, note that you can bring this quality of tending and attention to the posture, to the transitional postures and times, grounding in the body, moving uh, between the sitting and the standing, and then walking to your Uh, place of uh, walking meditation. Okay, so have a a wonderful period of walking. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.